This is the American Variety Network on Block Talk Radio with Alex Cardinale. Live from Springfield, Massachusetts. Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays 2015 from all of us at the American Variety Network. Call in live at 1 
347-989-8142 and tell me what side of the hobby you are on. You can also call in to discuss your favorite fish as well. What are your favorite freshwater or saltwater fish? One three four seven nine eight nine eighty one forty two. Fish keepers, buckle up because freshwater fish take on saltwater fish right after this. Don't go anywhere, fish keepers.
Cause a simple man, baby, pays the thrills, the bills, the bills that kill. Tune in live to the American Variety Network here, live on Blog Talk Radio. With a name like American Variety, you can expect a wide variety of topics. Now, let's get live here on the AV Network. Hi, Jeremy Stillhorn. I'm tuned into the American Variety Network where I find the show is very educational and entertaining. Are you bold enough to call in and interact with tonight's topic? Well, prove it by calling in live at 1-347-989-8142 to ask questions about tonight's topic or share your thoughts on tonight's topic. Just pick up your phone and dial 1-347-989-8142 and go into a quiet location. Again, that's 1-347-989-8142. Now let's get on with the show. Now, I want to talk about 
when I first entered the freshwater fish hobby. Now, I've told this story numerous times on this show, but I'll say it again for any of our new listeners out there. I got my first fish tank at the age of 12, which was 10 years ago in 2005. Now, it was a 55-gallon aquarium that I got from my dad's friend. Now, I did not do any research, and I bought an Oscar, a Red Devil, a Paku, and two Plecos. I then had to return most of the fish, and I spent many weeks and months researching tropical fish. I really did. I had to go on the computer and research how big the fish I had got. And then I soon learned that I needed a much bigger aquarium. But I eventually only kept the Oscar and a Pleco in 55-gallon until I was able to get a bigger tank uh, a couple years later. But thanks to my dad and his fish friends for educating me on tropical fish and teaching me the errors of my ways when I was 12 years old. I was like one of those normal uh, fish kids who went to the hobby. They get all the monster fish, and they throw them into a small aquarium. That's how I was when I first started out. But luckily, I had my dad, who was a fish keeper, helping me. And I had the internet. I was fortunate to be of a generation where the internet helps you with your research. Now, after that, I then began getting bigger fish tanks. I had a 125-gallon, a 150-gallon aquarium, a 75-gallon, and now I've got a beautiful, tall and wide 120-gallon aquarium that has been keeping freshwater this year. I've kept pretty much everything in the freshwater fish hobby, from Oscar cichlids to Jack Dempsey cichlids to arowanas to angelfish to discus to community fish. I've even had freshwater stingrays. Ladies and gentlemen, freshwater stingrays are a joy to keep. They are an awesome fish and an awesome oddball. I loved my Matoro stingrays. I just wish I had a tank big enough to keep the freshwater stingrays. Now, if I ever win the lottery and get millions upon millions of dollars, I would probably build a huge pond downstairs in my basement just to have freshwater stingrays, a few silver arowanas, some pakus, and uh, some silver dollars. That's how much I love freshwater stingrays. I'd have like a nice freshwater stingray display pond downstairs in my basement. Now, there are only a select few freshwater fish I have never had the opportunity to keep. Those include goldfish and African cichlids. Now, there's nothing wrong with goldfish. I'm just not a big fan of goldfish because I used to be a big freshwater monster guy. So I viewed goldfish as feeders. And we all know that feeding feeders to monsters is not healthy in the long run because it could lead to hole in the head and all these other awful diseases. But I never really took an interest into goldfish. Never liked them. I may have had them as a kid. I don't remember, 
uh, really well, so I don't remember if I ever had them. But if I did, I probably won them at the Big E Carnival or something. But I really doubt that I had goldfish. I don't think I've ever had them before. Uh, African cichlids, uh, not really a big fan of them. I may have kept them for a day if I was holding them for someone I knew, but... Not a huge fan of them. They are way too aggressive for me. And you have to stock so many of them in an aquarium to sort of spread out the aggression. And I'm just not a fan of the African cichlids. The only African cichlids that I like and I have kept are the Frontosias. Those suckers are beautiful. Now, if I ever come back to the freshwater hobby, I would keep a tank of Frontosias or the very big Stingray Pond that I mentioned a few minutes ago here on Aquarium Talk, the podcast. So that is how I entered the freshwater hobby. If you would like to participate in this discussion on how you entered the freshwater hobby, I'd like to hear it. Just call in 1-347-989-8142. Right now, I'm going to talk about what I like about freshwater. Freshwater is one of the easiest parts of keeping an aquarium. Freshwater is a lot more simpler than saltwater because taking care of a freshwater aquarium is simple. All you need to do is feed the fish, do maintenance on your aquarium, like cleaning the gravel, cleaning the filter, etc., and doing a lot of water changes. Now, when I had my freshwater tank, I did two water changes a week. I personally recommend at least one water change a week. Now, freshwater tanks are way more forgiving than a saltwater tank. If you make one mistake in a saltwater tank, it could end up costing you a lot of money. However, in a freshwater aquarium, you have time to react to your mistakes and fix things before they start killing your fish and making you lose money. That is one of the biggest things that I liked about the freshwater hobby, and that is why I stayed in the freshwater hobby for so long, because it got me to uh, experience how to change water parameters, how to keep stable water parameters, and it made me more knowledgeable for the saltwater hobby. So that would be my advice to somebody who is brand new to fish tanks, but they want to get a saltwater tank right away, never ever having a tank before. I'd recommend them to get a freshwater tank first to make sure they know how to maintain a stable parameters and take care of a fish tank. And then after six months of having a successful freshwater tank, I'd say you can go out and get your first saltwater aquarium. But one of the biggest reasons I like freshwater is the simplicity, and it's really easy to take care of a freshwater aquarium. Now, I also love the freshwater hobby because I love the personality of some of the freshwater fish. Now, monster fish have the best personalities, things like Oscars, Red Devils, Dovi, larger cichlids, etc. All these fish have some of the best personalities you're ever going to get on a freshwater fish or any fish in general. 
I always called Oscars little wet puppies. Because that's how Oscars act. They act like a wet puppy. Because they're always constantly begging for food. But they have wonderful personalities. And a lot of fish keepers love these cichlids for that reason. Now, I love the low cost associated with freshwater. Everything in the freshwater hobby is drastically less expensive than everything in the saltwater hobby. I mean, for the freshwater hobby, all you really need is the tank, the stand, some hoods, and maybe a light. A light is not required on a freshwater aquarium. Plus, of course, you'll need your filters and a heater. That's about it. Now, you can do a bare-bottom tank with a freshwater tank, or you can do sand or gravel or some other sort of substrate. But really, all you really need is the basic essentials, which is a tank stand, hoods, filter, and heaters, and you are good to go. Now, usually, you can get away with getting the cheaper stuff on the freshwater side of the hobby. But for saltwater, generally, you got to buy stuff that is high quality because you know if you buy a low-quality heater, for example, it's going to degrade in a saltwater aquarium from all the saltwater. But in a freshwater aquarium, that cheap heater should last you a long time. Now, let's talk about the fish prices. The fish are really cheap compared to the saltwater fish. I mean, the price range for freshwater fish can go anywhere from $0.50 cents to about $500. That is a wide range of prices, much cheaper than anything in the saltwater hobby. There is not a saltwater fish that you can get for $0.50. Cents. Now, for freshwater, you can get a brine shrimp, a ghost shrimp, a guppy, or a feeder goldfish for just about $0.50. Cents. And uh, there, there are even fish that you can get for a dollar at PetSmart and Petco's and things of that nature. The cheapest fish in the saltwater side of the hobby is probably about $10, maybe $15, uh, or even $6 for counting damsels. But the freshwater hobby is definitely a lot cheaper than the saltwater hobby. So that's what I like about the freshwater hobby. Now, I want to have a discussion on the good of freshwater. Now, the freshwater hobby is one of the most recognizable uh, parts of the aquarium hobby, and that's because it is represented by a lot of these big chain stores, and it's in all the fish, fish stores and pet stores. Now, I am not exactly sure which side of the hobby is the most common. I think they're both pretty good, uh, but I would probably say the freshwater hobby is right up there with the saltwater hobby. I think they're about equal, in my honest opinion. But let's go ahead and start talking about the good of freshwater. The first good thing about freshwater is it's beginner-friendly. Yes, it is a good part of the hobby where First-time fish keepers can enter and not experience any problems. They may experience some problems, but it will not be on the scale that it would be on the saltwater side. When first-time fish keepers enter the saltwater hobby, they're going to experience a lot of headaches and a lot of troubles. But on the freshwater side, it's more forgiving, and 
they're going to be able to have a nice tank and not have as many mistakes as they would have in a saltwater aquarium. The freshwater hobby is very friendly to beginners, and that is because um, things are cheaper for the beginners, and they're, they're, they even sell whole tank test kits that people can buy and uh, set up and have an aquarium, a stand, a filter, and a light inside that kit, which is pretty cool. So, uh, and there's a vice on the forums and on Facebook. So there's a lot of great opportunities for first-time beginners to learn a lot from the freshwater hobby. It is very beginner-friendly. Now, the next good thing about freshwater is that most fish in the freshwater hobby are extremely hardy. That is true. A lot of the freshwater fish are hardy. Bettas, goldfish, gouramis, tetras, barbs, guppies, platies, mollies, and all the live bearers, cichlids, catfish, all of them are extremely hardy fish. So nine times out of ten, Whatever fish you are buying is going to be an extremely hardy fish. There are only a select few species of fish that are really delicate in the freshwater hobby. These include fish like stingrays and tigerinus catfish, the Germanese catfish, and all those fish of that nature. But all the fish that are really delicate in the freshwater hobby are really expensive and beginners do not have access to those kinds of fish anyway. Now, a lot of the fish that are hardy stay pretty small, but a majority of them do get pretty large too, like the Oscars, the Jack Dempseys, the Red Devils, and all of those famous cichlids that I have grown to love as a freshwater fish keeper. But generally, when you think of a beginner freshwater setup, you think of a community tank with tetras, barbs, mollies, live bearers, angelfish, and corridoras, catfish. Now, did I just name your tank? Are you a beginner? Sounds like a typical freshwater beginner setup. And that's because... They like the community fish. Nine times out of ten, when a beginner is entering the hobby, they want a community tank. That's the good thing about the freshwater hobby. Uh, there's a lot of opportunities to create some sort of a community aquarium. Whether you want a peaceful community or a semi-aggressive community or an overall aggressive community, the choice is up to you. The next good thing about the freshwater hobby is that most fish in the freshwater side are captive bred, which is good. I'd say about 95% of fish that are imported to your fish stores and pet stores are captive bred. There are still wild caught fish on the freshwater side like Altam Angels, Discus, fish coming over from the Amazon, fish coming over from Africa, and all other parts of the world. There are There is still a big majority of well-caught freshwater fish, but a lot of them are farm-raised as well. I'd bet, if I were to guess, I would say that there are more farm-bred fish 
captive bred fish than there are wild caught fish on the freshwater side. And I personally think that is a good thing because the sad truth is that on the saltwater side, only a select few fish are captive bred. And we're going to talk about that when we get to the saltwater portion of today's show. So when I was a freshwater fish keeper, that is one of the things that I took pride in because I knew that I was buying fish that were captive bred and they have already experienced life living in a glass box. You know, sometimes I feel bad when I'm buying a wild caught fish because they don't have the huge area to swim in. Because when they're living in lakes and ponds and rivers, they got that whole area to swim. But in an aquarium, they just got a little glass box to swim in. Like they only got four feet of swim space, but in the ocean, they had about four million swim space. But it is cool sometimes to have wild-caught fish. I'm not afraid to admit that. I did always go looking for the wild-caught fish because I thought that the wild-caught fish were particularly cool. Now, I did have wild-caught Petrophyllum angelfish, Scalar angels, a few years ago, and I really enjoyed those angels. I also had a few wild-caught altum angels in my days of being a freshwater fish keeper. And I also had, believe it or not, some wild-caught discus that I got from a shut-down fish store right here in Wilbraham, Massachusetts, several years ago. But my point is, if you are buying fish for the freshwater hobby, they are captive bred. Now, wild fish are cool too, but you're going to know the difference if you notice that a fish store is bringing Oscars, for example, and they have a tank of red Oscars, albino Oscars, and tiger Oscars selling for $10, they might have Oscars next to them that are black and white with some cool white stripes, and they want $50 for them. That is a wild-caught Oscar. Wild fish cost more, and that is why a lot of fish are farm-raised now, to save money and make, and, uh, make profit. The next good thing about the freshwater hobby is that most freshwater fish are affordable. And I brought that up a little bit earlier on in the show. And freshwater fish are really, really cheap. So you can buy them in bulk and have fun with the freshwater hobby. Now, the last good thing about the freshwater hobby is there are a wide variety of fish in the freshwater hobby. That is not a lie. That is true. There are tons of varieties of fish out there. Let's look at cichlids alone. Look how many kinds of cichlids you got out there. You got angelfish. You've got discus. You've got severums. You've got oscars. You've got walrus. You've got chocolate cichlids. You've got geophagus. You've got Pyrochromus, you've got Jack Dempsey's, Amphilophus, you've got Jewel Cichlids, African Cichlids. So there's a lot 
of different sorts of cichlids out there. Too many for my crazy mind to remember. Because there's a shit ton of cichlids out there in the freshwater hobby. Plus, you got all the catfish species like Cordorus, Plecos, Red Tail Cats, Tiger Shovenos, Lima Shovenos, Pictus Cats. All sorts of catfish out there. And you got your fancy plecos, your common plecos, your bristlenose plecos. And there's a lot of tetras, way too many tetras to name. A lot of live bearers, a lot of barbs, and a whole lot of fish. So, luckily for you freshwater lovers out there, or should I call you guys the freshwater maniacs, there is a whole bunch of fish out there. You, you even got... Freshwater crayfish, freshwater shrimp, freshwater snails. So, let's just say there are more fish in the aquarium hobby for freshwater than there are on saltwater, or so I say with my two months of experience for the saltwater hobby. So, you guys have it made. Alright? Okay. So, that is the good of the freshwater hobby. Now, I know I'm probably going to upset a lot of you that are freshwater lovers, but when there is a good thing, there is also a bad thing. So right now, I would like to talk about the bad of the freshwater hobby. So here is the bad of the freshwater hobby. The freshwater hobby can get boring really fast. Alright, take that from Alice Cardinelli's personal experience. You know, I had somebody who is subscribed to my YouTube channel recently tell me that my 120-gallon aquarium has changed stock a lot. And... The proof is in the pudding, folks. I got bored with the freshwater hobby. One month, I had Oscars and aggressive fish in my 120. The next month, I had discus in my 120. The month after that, I had aggressive fish. And in the last month, I don't remember what I had. I got bored really fast on the freshwater hobby. And maybe that's because I've been keeping freshwater for 10 years and my mind was just getting tired of having the same thing over and over and over and over again. So I decided that it was time to step out of the freshwater hobby for at least two years and experience the beauty of saltwater. And I know a lot of my fishkeeping friends were saddened to see me leave the freshwater hobby because I have some uh, awesome freshwater fishkeeping shows and... I will still be doing freshwater fish keeping shows, um, but I thought it'd be, it would be nice in my mind to have a new challenge. Bad thing about the freshwater hobby is nothing really exotic is available. At least on the saltwater side, you've got the beautiful corals, and you've got all the cool inverts like fire shrimp, cleaner shrimp, um, snails, and all that cool stuff. You've got some fancy designer clownfish. You've got tangs. You've got beautiful puffer fish. You've got triggers, moray eels. That's a lot more than what's available 
in the freshwater hobby. I'd say the only thing exotic, really, on the freshwater hobby is Asian arowanas and freshwater stingrays. But that is just my personal opinion. That's how I feel, and I know that a lot of you are probably disagreeing with me, but that's just my opinion. The next bad thing about the freshwater hobby is aggression, aggression, and aggression. There are a lot of aggression in freshwater, a lot of aggressive species out there. And usually people combine them either uh, to do it on purpose or not knowing that these fish are going to fight. For example, I've seen people on YouTube combining red devils and jaguar cichlids. Ampholophus and pericronia species do not mix together because they will fight to the death. And I've also seen people putting in red tail sharks in with other sharks, and that could lead to fights as well. And uh, aggression is really, really prevalent in the freshwater hobby. That's one of the worst things that I hated about the freshwater hobby. I could not find a way to stop aggression without eventually having to rehome majority of my fish. I friggin' hated aggression in freshwater. The next bad thing about the freshwater hobby is ick and parasites are more prevalent in freshwater than they are in the marine saltwater hobby. Because in the marine hobby, you don't deal with it as often as you do in the freshwater hobby. And if you do, it usually goes away with the right water conditions. And at all times in the saltwater hobby, you're quarantining your fish anyway. You freshwater hobbyists should be quarantining your fish as well. Uh, but it's not as overly recommended as it is in the saltwater hobby. I don't see many folks in the freshwater hobby uh, recommending quarantine. Every single group I am on for the saltwater hobby, I see somebody advocating quarantine, quarantine, quarantine. Quarantine is really important, so keep that in mind. Now, there are too many monsters available in the freshwater hobby. And that is a really bad thing. Alright. Now let's talk about some of the monsters. That are available in the freshwater hobby. Red belly pakus. These things. Get three feet. In length. And sometimes even bigger. Who is going to have a tank size. Big enough to house a red belly paku. That's going to need about a 600-gallon tank. Red-tailed catfish. I just had a guest on my show weeks ago on the 250th episode who has a red-tailed cat named Toast who is 21 inches. And that red-tailed cat is lucky because he's in a huge tank. And he's one of the fortunate red-tailed cats. But nine times out of ten, the red-tailed cats that are in the hobby are mistreated, and they're being kept in tanks way too small for them. They don't belong in the hobby. Arowanas are another one. Silver arowanas. I'll admit I had them. I liked them, but I was wrong for having them. Silver arowanas get friggin' huge. Three or four feet at least. You got a tank big enough for them? Gars are another one. 
really don't understand why gars are being sold in the aquarium hobby. They get as big as 10 feet. Makes no friggin' sense. So there's a whole bunch of other monsters that are available in the hobby. And that is why a lot of these monsters are ending up in our rivers, in our lakes here in the United States of America. It's because of the irresponsibility of fish keepers. They buy monster fish, they grow too big for their tank, and they dump them out in the waters, which is sad. You know, I really wish that the fish stores and pet stores would stop selling these monster fish. Iridescent sharks are one that really bug me because, A, people walk into a Petco or a PetSmart and say, Hey, look, a shark. Are you that stupid? It's not a shark. It's a friggin' fish. But it really gets the size of a shark. It should not be sold in the aquarium hobby. Now, luckily on the saltwater side, really difficult to find monsters. I mean, they got fish that get to a foot or bigger. They got moray eels and things of that nature. But at least in the saltwater hobby, monster fish are really expensive. I mean, up here in the freshwater hobby, you can buy uh, pakus for $3, innocent sharks for $5, red-tailed cats are about $10 to $15 on their juveniles. And they're really cool, and people like them when they're young, but they grow huge. So please... Don't buy monster fish if you've got a 20-gallon tank or a 40-gallon tank or a 55-gallon tank. Monster fish need 6 to 10-foot tanks. There's no joke about that. All right, the last bad thing about the freshwater hobby. Now, folks, before you get pissed off at me, hear me out on this because I'm going to go there and get controversial. But hey, I will admit, I do go to these stores too. That's how I know from personal experience. But the worst thing about the freshwater hobby is that PetSmart, Petco, and Walmart sell fish. Yes, I said it. Petco, PetSmart, and even Walmart sells tropical fish. Maybe Walmart is the worst of the three. Uh, every time I go to Walmart, all I see is nothing but dead, deceased fish. Gross. Who in their right mind gave Walmart the ability to sell tropical fish? All Walmart cares for is the profit that the fish is going to bring in to their store. Now... Pecos and PetSmarts, I do understand they're going to vary from location to location. But I've been searching the internet. And nine times out of ten, all of my results that I've seen are all negative postings on Petco and PetSmart. The reason being is that places like Petco, PetSmart, and Walmart they do not hire anyone to care for their tropical fish. Nine times out of ten, they don't. They're just hiring somebody to catch the fish, bag the fish, and sell the fish to you. And that kid is usually there just to get a paycheck. They usually do not care about the livestock or the animals that they are selling. They're there to get a paycheck. It's really sad, terribly sad, but it's life. Things like this happens. 
Now, I'm not saying that every single Petco and PetSmart is this exact way, because there is one in my area that is pretty good. There's a guy in there that knows his saltwater stuff and knows his freshwater stuff. But boy, when he's not there, it's havoc. There's ick in every single tank. There's all deceased saltwater fish. And all the goldfish are dead. That's why I don't buy livestock from Petco anymore in my area. He left years ago, and now it's not as decent. He came back this year, uh, but he's nowhere to be, uh, be found now. So I have no idea where he went. But ever since he left, the Petco has gone to hell. Now, hopefully, you live in an area where you have a very nice Petco or a very nice PetSmart because, you know, when I was a kid, I was a huge fan of going into places like Petco and PetSmart and picking out a new fish. But now that I am older, I'm wiser, and I prefer shopping at my local fish stores. Now, my favorite local fish store of all time, School of Fish, Inc., loves me because I used to buy their exotic freshwater fish, but now I'm buying saltwater fish from them. All right, so that's the bad of the freshwater hobby. Before we finish my topics for freshwater, I'd like to end the freshwater discussion on a positive note. So, I want to talk about my favorite freshwater fish of all time. So here we go. Oscars. I'd probably say that Oscars are up there at the tip top as one of my favorite freshwater fish. I love them so bad that they had their own series in my podcasting career. Jack Dempsey's are another favorite fish of mine in the freshwater hobby. I love all kinds of cichlids. I'd probably say Red Devils, Midas, Managuench, and all the cichlids are my favorite. I love catfish. I love the monster cats like the red tail cats, the tiger shovelnose, and uh, the Oxidorus niger catfish. And I even like the miniature catfish like the Corridorus. And in 2012, I had the opportunity to have a trio of some really nice, well-caught Peruvian rare catfish. These catfish are rare, and they're called Hesuriesis catfish, black tip mouse cats. Now, if you don't know what kind of catfish those are, I really recommend researching them on Google. Hacer oriesis black tip mouse cats. They only get about four to five inches, and they are especially cool catfish. I love silver dollars. Uh, the Mylius, Mentinus, and Mylosoma are my favorite species of silver dollars. And I Definitely love piranhas and pacus. Those are all of my favorite freshwater fish. Do I miss the freshwater hobby? That's a question I have in the chat room. Hmm. No, I actually don't miss it that much. I like talking about it, but I don't miss it. Um, I enjoyed being in the freshwater hobby, but the truth is, obviously, I don't miss the freshwater hobby. And that's for a variety of reasons. The first reason is all my fish stores with stock for freshwater is bread and butter fish. And I got tired of having the same old fish. And uh, 
And I was on Facebook groups. There was a lot of drama and nonsense in the freshwater groups. So, no, I don't miss the freshwater hobby, but I still respect the freshwater hobby, and I still like the freshwater hobby. Now, do you think I will return to use the freshwater hobby? The best I can tell you is never say never. You never know. But I don't think it's going to be this year. I think it's going to be next year. But possibly if I have the space for another large aquarium, I will be back in the freshwater hobby. But right now, I've got my 29-gallon saltwater and my 120-gallon tank is turning into a saltwater aquarium. Now, one last thing I'd like to talk about for the freshwater hobby is discus. And the assumption that people make that they are the kings of the freshwater aquarium. Now, do I think discus are the kings of freshwater aquariums? No. No. In my personal opinion, I don't think discus are the kings of a freshwater aquarium. Now, don't get me wrong. I like discus. I respect discus, and I know that discus are a very beautiful fish, but they are definitely not the kings of the aquarium. I've kept discus before, and when I had discus, they were very shy, and they stayed in one corner all day. They swam around at nighttime, and they were kind of wussy. They were like a wussy fish to me, but I'm not saying there's anything wrong with them, but when I think of a king... I think of someone that is very bold, very aggressive, very demandy, and uh, very, very male-like. So, I don't think of Discus as the king of the aquarium. Um, I'd say if I had to choose the king of a freshwater aquarium, that would be a very large male Perichromis dovi with those fangs that they've got, that aggressive look that they got. That is the king of a freshwater aquarium, not a wussy like discus. Now, if you take a dovi and you put that into a discus tank, you've got Andre the Giant versus Hornswoggle because the king would squash the discus. Now, I am only joking. Do not take that seriously, and do not do that in your aquarium. That is just to prove a point. But I will say that discus are really respected in the aquarium hobby. Asian arowanas could also be considered the kings of the freshwater hobby as well. Alrighty, I think I've covered everything on the freshwater side of the hobby. Now, I'm ready to talk about saltwater. I'm going to talk about why I got into saltwater, why I like saltwater, the good and bad of saltwater, some of the captive red species of saltwater, and much more right now, right here on Aquarium Talk the Podcast. Coming up next, next, next. 
discussion on salt water including a chat on what got Aqua Alex in the salt water hobby, a discussion on the good and bad of salt water, plus find out which side of the hobby will win, will it be fresh water or salt water? Feel free to call in at 1-347-989-8142 to discuss whether you're for fresh water or salt water or to discuss your favorite fish. This fun show continues right after this wonderful Christmas music intermission brought to you by Carib C and Chicago rapper Ryan Serene. Check out his website at www.ryanserene.com. This intermission is being brought to you by rapper Ryan Serene. Check out his website at www.ryanserini.com and listen to his wonderful rap songs on iTunes. Let's keep it serene right here on American Variety Network. children laugh and play were they surprised when before their eyes he came to life that day there must have been some magic in that old silk hat they found for when they placed it on his head he began to dance around oh frosty the snowman was alive as he could be and the children say he could laugh and play just the same as you and me Thumpity thump thump, thumpity thump thump. Look at Frosty go. 
Are you enjoying tonight's episode of the American Variety Network? Great! The American Variety Network really appreciates your listening. We also appreciate listener feedback. Please feel free to email us your thoughts and opinions on tonight's show. Our email address is AmericanVarietyNetwork at Comcast.net. That's AmericanVarietyNetwork at Comcast.net. You may also email us with any questions, comments, or concerns you may have about our show. You can also email us to book a guest appearance on the American Variety Network or you may contact us to become a sponsor of the American Variety Network. American Variety Network at Comcast.net. Would you like to find out when the next episode of the American Variety Network is? Do you want to find out the news and updates for the American Variety Network? Well, all you have to do is go on your computer and log on to the social media sites. The American Variety Network is now on Facebook and Twitter. That's right, you can find the American Variety Network on Facebook and Twitter. Like our fan page on Facebook called American Variety Network and follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter fan page is at American Network One. Again, our fan page on Facebook is American Variety Network. Hit like and our fan page on Twitter is at American Network One and hit follow. While you're here listening to this show on Blog Talk Radio, feel free to check out some of the other great shows Blog Talk Radio has to offer. There are shows for everyone, whether it be sports shows, politics shows, comedy shows, talk shows, and yes, even church religious shows. Become a loyal listener of Blog Talk Radio. Today, blogtalkradio.com. Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays from Alex Cardinali and all of us at the American Variety Network. Make sure you buy your loved ones so awesome gifts. Enjoy the 2015 Christmas and Holiday season. American Variety Network is your one stop for awesome Christmas shows during the holiday season. Expect a Christmas movie show, a Christmas giveaway, a Christmas music throwdown, and even Christmas cooking and baking shows. Nobody does Christmas like the American Variety Network. Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays, listeners.
How would you like to win a $10 gift card to Burger King? How about a $10 gift card to Walmart? How would winning some delicious white chocolate covered Oreos sound? For all of the salt water reefers out there, would you like to win Caribsea's new product called Coral Up? Well, I got news for you. Live on Tuesday, December 15, 2015 at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, and 6 p.m. Pacific Alex Cardinale brings to you the very first annual Christmas 2015 giveaway. One lucky caller will win the $10 gift card to Burger King, one lucky caller will win a gift card to Walmart, two lucky callers will win white chocolate covered Oreos, and one lucky salt water reefer will win Carib Sea Coral Up. Five prizes and the chance for five winners. How do you win a prize? Well, you have to call in live on the 2015 Christmas giveaway and discuss what prize you want and why and then state your favorite Christmas cookie. And bang, you will win your prize. First five callers win so don't delay, tune in live right on Tuesday December 15, 2015 at 9pm Eastern at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash American Network. Merry Christmas. You're listening to the American Variety Network. Your only place for variety on Blog Talk Radio. Hey, calling all fish keepers. It's time to chat aquariums right here, right now on American Variety Network. Fish keeper Alex Cardinale, his fish keeping hosts, and his fish keeping guests will chat about anything and everything aquarium fish. Ladies and gentlemen, we present to you Aquarium Talk the Podcast, which is our tropical fish keeping podcast where we will discuss anything from freshwater catfish to freshwater oddballs to the awesome saltwater clownfish, tans, and even corals and live rock. So fish keepers, sit back relax and unwind, Aquarium Talk the Podcast is now on the air. Welcome back to Aquarium Talk the Podcast with Aqua Alex here live on American Variety Network. Tonight we are comparing the freshwater aquarium hobby to the saltwater aquarium hobby. And before our intermission, we talked about the freshwater hobby in the first half of the show. And now we are getting ready to start talking about my personal favorite hobby, the saltwater side of the hobby. But before we do that, I'd like to remind any of my live listeners out there that you can call into today's show by grabbing your phone and dialing one three four seven nine eight nine eighty one forty two to discuss what side of the hobby you like the best and to talk about your favorite fish. That's again one three four seven nine eight nine eighty one forty two. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and start talking about the saltwater hobby. Now, I want to talk about how I got into the saltwater hobby right now. Now, honestly, I was getting tired and bored quickly with fresh water, and I wanted a change. Now, I was actually thinking about going to reptiles, 
but my mom and dad quickly shot down that idea. And then I thought, well, salt water has always been a dream of mine. And then it happened because it had a free 29-gallon sitting in my bedroom, and I wanted to have a pair of clownfish, so I joined the saltwater hobby. Now, I also saw a very good friend of mine, Donovan Barger. He was in saltwater, he was doing saltwater, and he was seemingly enjoying it. He no longer has saltwater, but he was an inspiration for me getting to the saltwater hobby. Now, I also saw numerous articles about saltwater from the Austin Magazine Tropical Fish Hobbyist. Now, it was around the time when I had an old man come by to my house and dump thousands upon thousands of Tropical Fish Hobbyist magazines. I'm not kidding you either. I mean, I contacted this guy from Craigslist because he had an ad saying he had magazines from Tropical Fish Hobbyist, and he said that it was only a uh, box full. Well, that box full turned out to be a whole recycling bin full of books. And I'm not talking about one of those square bins. I'm talking about one of those big rectangular bins that look like a garbage bin. And uh, it filled the whole thing twice, two times over. It was thousands upon thousands of books, and I threw, like, thousands of them away. I only kept about maybe 25 books, and those are all the saltwater editions of the Tropical Fish Hobbyist. Um, so I saw numerous saltwater articles in there, and it told you how to set up a saltwater tank. Now, mind you, these books are back in the 1980s and 90s, so they're years old, and we have updated technology, so I thought it would be a lot easier nowadays to have a saltwater tank, and I proved myself right. So, one of the articles was about Darwin, black and white clownfish, which I thought was pretty interesting, and I never saw a black and white clownfish before, so I went to Google and did some research, and it was right there I decided that I was going to turn my 29-gallon tank into a saltwater tank, and I had to have a pair of black and white clownfish. Now, I also saw articles online and in the magazine about saltwater gobies, and I fell in love with them as well. And I did a lot of researching about these gobies, and I fell in love with the Watchman goby and Diamond goby. And I went on YouTube and watched a thousand Watchman goby videos and a lot of Diamond goby videos. And when I got my first fish after my tank was cycled, one of my first few fish that I got was actually a diamond goby, and he was doing incredibly well. He's eating bloodworms, and he looks awesome. And recently, I got a blue-spotted watchman goby for Christmas, and I'm really excited about that. So now I got two of my favorite saltwater fish. Now, another reason I got into the saltwater hobby is because my fish stores market and advertise a lot of saltwater. There are huge saltwater sales coming up every time of the year. I mean, there's a sale in January, there's a sale in February, there's a sale in spring, there's a sale in summer, there's a sale in fall. So there's usually a sale in almost every season, and saltwater is featured heavily 
on it. And I wanted to make sure that I joined the game and uh, joined Saltwater. You know what? I'm really glad that I did because I'm loving the Saltwater hobby. I am really enjoying it. I think that it's the best decision I made in my fishkeeping career. I had fun with freshwater, but I am really digging and loving the saltwater hobby. Plus, let's just say, it's always been a dream to have a saltwater tank. To have one saltwater tank. Well, guess what? I'm going to crush that dream because now I've got two saltwater tanks. That's right. Two saltwater aquariums. I got two. I got the 129-gallon aquarium, and currently I am planning on setting up a 120-gallon aquarium, which we will talk about a little bit later on on the show. Okay? So, really, really good. All right. So that's how and why I got into the saltwater world. Right now, I'd like to discuss what I like about saltwater. All right, sorry for the typing. I'm actually looking up uh, what I'm going to talk about next. Uh, the ORA tank ray saltwater fish, which we'll get to in a minute here. Um, anyways, here's what I like about saltwater. The fish are stunning and very nice looking. A lot, a lot of the fish that are in the saltwater hobby are very nice, very colorful. Let's talk about clownfish, for example. They're, they're very stunning. I mean, you've got a very nice maroon clownfish that has a nice orange to red color. You've got the black and white clowns that are stunning. You've got the Percula clowns, the Ocellaris clowns, the Picasso clowns. There's a whole bunch of beautiful clownfish out there. I mean, let's not forget about the flame angels, the coral beauty angels, the lemon peel angels, a whole bunch of colorful um There's a whole bunch of colorful fish out there in the saltwater world. So that's what I really love about the saltwater hobby. Now, there's also some very cool corals and reefs and inverts in the saltwater hobby as well. I love the fire shrimp. I love the cleaner shrimp. I love the uh, frags that are out there. I love everything in the saltwater hobby, basically. So, I love the look of Carob Sea's life rock. This rock is awesome. It's like the nest beer to real live rock, but you're not going to get the pest with this rock. You're not going to get the bristle worms or the fire worms or the gorilla crabs or anything that's going to destroy a saltwater system. You're going to get good rock that has bacteria baked on it, and it's painted to look like you've got coralline algae on it. So what is there not to love about the life rock? Plus, they sent me a whole bunch to fill my 120, and I am forever, forever thankful about that. Go on my YouTube channel, 
Alex's Adventures and see how much rock they sent me. That's well over 100 pounds. Really excited, and I really am happy to have Life Rock in my 120 saltwater tank. Love it. That's one of the best things that I love about the saltwater hobby. Now, the next thing I like about the saltwater hobby is that it gives me something to be proud of because my tank's doing well and my fish are eating and looking well. And I can say I succeeded at the challenge of keeping a saltwater aquarium. All right. Now, let's talk about the discussion or let's talk about the good of saltwater. We're going to have a discussion on the good of saltwater. We can't, we can't have a discussion about a discussion. So let's have a discussion on the good of saltwater. Now the fish, although can be expensive, they are vividly colored and they are show stoppers. These are all very beautiful fish that people love. Fish stores make a lot of money on saltwater just at the fish's colors alone. All right? They are nice. They got bright colors. I think the saltwater fish look much better, miles better, than any freshwater fish ever would. The next good thing about saltwater is you, have, you will have a piece of the ocean in your home. Now, you can decide to do this by having a reef tank with corals and the fish, or you can do it with a fish only with uh, live rock tank. Whatever you do, you're going to have a piece of the ocean in your home, which is pretty cool. There are a few saltwater diseases, but they are manageable and treatable. So you're not going to have a lot of headaches with fish. Now, tanks are prone to ick, but ick is easy to cure if you quarantine and keep an eye for it. Now, the next good thing about saltwater hobby is it teaches you to be a patient person. And I learned that from experience because the saltwater hobby has taught me to be more patient. I have more patience now because I had to wait a month to add my first few fish, and I'm going to wait another month to add fish to my 120. I am very, very patient now, and I thank the saltwater hobby for making me a patient person. All right. Now let's talk about the bad of saltwater. Now, like I said earlier in the show, I've only been keeping saltwater for two months now, but um, I do know a few things that make it bad, but it's not bad at all, really. So, saltwater fish are expensive, expensive, expensive. Keep that in mind. The next bad thing about saltwater fish is if the water level change, any change, big or small, you can lose your fish. Some of the saltwater fish are not hardy at all. They are very sensitive, and if your water changes, your water level, your water chemistry changes, expect to lose a fish. Especially with shrimp or inverts, you'll lose them if your water chemistry changes. Now, the next bad thing about the saltwater hobby is it requires you to wait before adding livestock to your aquarium. When you're recycling your aquarium, you got to wait until your nitrogen cycle is over. And I know a lot of people don't have patience, so they're going to enter the hobby and make a huge mistake and buy a ton of fish and lose them all. All right? So you have to have patience in the saltwater hobby. And 
You have to maintain a tank daily. You have to check your water parameters. You got to feed your fish, and you got to do weekly water changes. So this is not something that you should be doing if you work every day of the week and you're out for 24 hours, because you got to be home at least for an hour to check your parameters and feed your fish. But if you are home, you can have a saltwater tank. You don't, have, you don't have to do that much maintenance on a freshwater tank, but a saltwater tank requires more time and dedication, but in the end, it is worth it. So that's the good and bad of a saltwater aquarium. I want to talk to you about tank-raised fish, because earlier in the show when we were talking about freshwater fish, I said that freshwater fish, 95% of them are captive bred and tank-raised which is fortunate, but us on the saltwater side of the hobby, a lot of our fish are wild caught, and whatever fish is brought into the hobby, nine times out of ten, when they're taking a fish from a wild, one of those fish dies coming to our country, so it's a really sad thing, but I'm glad that there are fish that are actually captive bred and tank bred right now, really, really, really happy to report this to you guys. Now, I found out about this a couple of weeks ago when my fish store told me about it. And there are captive bred fish through a program called ORA. And that is Oceans Reefs Association, I believe it's called. But it's ORA, and I do captive bred fish. Now, they have clownfish, gobies, dotty backs, accessories, blennies, seahorses, dragonettes, and other fish. Uh, those fish are not called accessories, they're called assessors. So I'm going to go over the kinds of clownfish they have, and all the fish, so you guys can get an understanding of what some tank-raised fish are from ORA. They got the premium Picasso, they got the Picasso platinum clownfish, Premium Snowflake, Snowflake Clown, Premium Black Snowflake. Ooh, the Black Snowflake looks cool. It's like a black and white Snowflake Clown. I'd love to get one of them. Black Guy Snowflake, Naked Ocellaris Clown, which has no white color at all. Midnight Clownfish, Domino Clownfish, Regular Ocellaris Clowns, Misbar Ocellaris, Extreme Misbar Ocellaris, Black Ocellaris, Misbar Black Ocellaris, Extreme Misbar Black Ocellaris, Caramel Ocellaris, Percula Clownfish, Misbar Percula, Gold Flake Maroon, Gold Nugget Maroon, Gold Dot Maroon, Gold Stripe Maroon, Kinsis Clown, Red Sea Two Band, Clarky Clown, Pearl Eye Clarky, Saddleback, Black Saddleback, Black Saddleback, Misbar, Pink Skunk, Orange Skunk, White Bonnet, Fire Clowns, Tomato Clowns, Cinnamon Clowns, Barberry Clowns, Nikuli Clowns, Miss Bar, Blood Orange, and Blood Orange Clowns. Those are all of the tank bred clownfish. So a majority of the clownfish you guys are going to get your fish for, they're all tank bred, which is pretty cool. So let's go to the ORA gobies. Let's see what kind of gobies are being tank raised right now.
Neon gobies, a hybrid cleaner, yellow line gobies, shark nose gobies, tiger gobies, green banded gobies, redhead gobies, mask gobies, watchman gobies, the yellow watchman gobies, blue fin watchman goby, pink spotted watchman goby, transparent cave goby, and a jaguar goby. Those are all tank raised, which is pretty cool. So let's see what Dottie backs are tank race now. They've even got tank race seahorses, which is cool. Neon Dottie back, black neon Dottie back, Didema Dottie back, elegant Dottie back, sunrise Dottie back, orchard Dottie back, electric indigo Dottie back, indigo Dottie back, bicolor Dottie back. Striped Dottie Back, Splendid Dottie Back, Springer's Dottie Back, and Black Margin Dottie Back are all tank raised by ORA. Now let's talk about the ORA Assessors. you got the Yellow Assessor, Randall's Assessor, and the Blue Assessor that are done by ORA. Now, one of my personal favorite fish, the Blennies, O-R-A Blennies. You got the Bundoon Blenny, Kamara Blenny, Smith's Blenny, Black Long Blenny, the Hartail Blenny, Canary Blenny, Stripe Blenny, and Red Sea Mimic Blenny. All active Blennies that are tank raised. We'll do the Dragonettes. We'll skip the seahorses because I don't know nothing about seahorses. The red mandarin, the blue mandarin, and the spotted mandarin are all tank raised by ORA. It makes them a little bit more hardy, I guess. And the other ORA fish include the eastern hula fish, the marine betta, the pygmy filefish, and the radial filefish. So that's pretty cool that the marine betta is now tank raised. And last but not least is the oral or I mean, excuse me, the ORA Cardinals. That have the Bangai Cardinal, the Black Cardinal, the Blue Street Cardinal, Yellow Stripe Cardinal, Pajama Cardinal, and Oribic Cardinal. So those are all tank raised fish. So the saltwater does have a few tank raised fish, but freshwater has more. Alright, so now I want to talk to you about some of my personal favorite saltwater fish of all time. One fish that I really want to own and that I will own in February is a blue hippo tang. The blue hippo tang has been a childhood dream fish of mine and in December and in February of 2016 when my 120th is up I will be owning a blue hippo tang. I'd have to say that's probably my favorite all-time fish. The yellow tang is another personal favorite fish of mine. And fortunately for me, that is no longer a dream because I am growing up yellow tang for my uh, 120 right now and my 29. The black and white clownfish are another favorite saltwater fish of mine. Love them. My pair is growing well and they look well. One spot fox face is another favorite saltwater fish of mine. I'm going to have one of them in my 120. I love them. They got very cool personalities. Moray eels 
are pretty cool because uh, they look stunning. They look aggressive. I love aggressive fish, and they are a pretty interesting animal. The diamond goby has to be my favorite goby of all time. And it, it sometimes it could be my favorite fish of all time. I think I'd probably call that one of my top five favorite fish that I've owned because my diamond goby is out all day uh, making bur burrows of sand, and he eats. My, I'm lucky because my diamond goby eats anything from market shrimp to bloodworms to brine shrimp to flakes to saltwater pellets. My diamond goby eats just about anything, and I've been told that diamond gobies are very hard to get to eat, but I'm fortunate because I've got my diamond goby eating and doing well, and he's growing since I got him. I got him on Halloween Day almost two months ago at three inches, and now he's about four and a half inches. So he has grown significantly, and I'm very happy. I love my Diamond Goby, and I love them all in general. Now, my next fear of fish is a new fish that I have, and that is the Melanoris Wrasse. These things are very nice looking. Uh, a lot of people love wrasses. I did not at first until I saw that my local fish store had Melanoris wrasses in stock. These things are very nice. Melanoris wrasses are a very cool-looking wrasse. They, they they get green, blue, and orange coloration with like a uh, aqua blue uh, hinge to them. They are a very nice fish, and I think that you will enjoy getting a Melanoris wrasse in your aquarium. I like fire shrimp and cleaner shrimp, and I would love I'd love to get one of them for Christmas. I will be getting a fire shrimp and a cleaner shrimp for Christmas, etc. Those are all of my favorite fish. And like I said, I'm still new to the saltwater hobby, that's why I said etc. Because I bet you by this time next year I'll have a whole another list of my favorite saltwater fish. Now, ladies and gentlemen, my 120-gallon aquarium is going saltwater, and I'm very excited to announce that with you guys. So, people have been asking me all week, is my 120 going to be a reef tank? And I've decided it's not going to be a reef tank. It's going to be a fish only with live rock system. You know, I love those fish only with live rock systems are really easy to take care of. And I'm going to do an aggressive tank. I'm going to have one blue hippo tang. I'm going to have two yellow tangs, or I might do one yellow tang and a naso tang and a powder brown tang. I'm not sure what exactly I'm getting yet, so don't quote me. But there's going to be at least three or four tangs. There's going to be either a Niger trigger or a blue jaw trigger, the one spot fox face, and then from the 29 will be the Melanoris Wrath, my uh, Diamond Gobi, and the Yellow Tang. And then I'll, I'll do uh, a Snowflake Eel and a Maroon Clown. So I can't wait to make my 120 saltwater. Alright, so that's the discussion for saltwater versus freshwater. Now I've got a few more topics, and then we're going to wrap up this awesome show. So here we go. Which size of the hobby would I recommend 
to the fish keepers? Well, I got a short answer for you. If you are a first-time fish keeper, I recommend the freshwater hobby. But if you are people who have been in the freshwater hobby for years, let's say two or three years, and you are getting bored with the freshwater hobby, I'd say to you, try saltwater. You are going to love it. You cannot go wrong with a saltwater aquarium. Now, which side of the hobby do I love the best? And what is the winner between freshwater and saltwater? Ladies and gentlemen, the winner is saltwater. Ding, 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 ding. Saltwater wins. And I am not just letting saltwater win because I am keeping saltwater. I think saltwater is the best part of the aquarium hobby, and that is my personal opinion. So saltwater wins. Ding, ding. All right. The last part of the show that I'm going to talk about tonight is which is the true king of the aquarium hobby now i know people say that uh discus are the true king of the aquarium hobby but i don't think so that's for the freshwater hobby but in all the aquarium hobbies combined in freshwater and saltwater. I'm going to say the true king of the aquarium hobby is the clownfish and the blue hippo tang, in my personal opinion. And the reason I say that is because of Finding Nemo and Finding Dory. When Finding Nemo hit, the clownfish was the most popular fish. People are out setting up fish tanks and buying clownfish. The same thing's going to happen when Finding Dory comes out. The blue hippo tang is going to be very popular next year. Now, mark my words. All right. So I see that we actually have a caller here on the show. So I'm going to go ahead and answer this wonderful caller. Hi, you're now live on Aquarium Talk the Podcast. And thank you very much for tuning into the show. Oh, gosh, Alex. What are you thinking, man? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Donovan. How are you today, sir? Pretty good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Getting ready for Christmas. And that big old saltwater tank I've seen you have a video on. Oh, yeah. The 120 is going to go salt. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait for it. Did you get your sand in yet? Not yet. I gotta wait until after Christmas because the, the sand up here is expensive. But I'm gonna set it up on December 28th and, and buy some sand. Cool, man. Cool. And then I will uh, set I it just, up and cycle it. Sweet, man. I was just calling in to give you hell, man. Can't believe you went all <laughs> salt water on us. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. I love the saltwater hobby. I like the freshwater hobby too. I respect both sides of the hobby. Oh, I know you do. I just gotta give you hell for it. <laughs> yeah, only you can though. <laughs> <laughs> so that's good stuff. All right, man. Well, you have a great evening, man, and uh, you had a great show tonight. Thank you. I appreciated it. You enjoyed it. Oh yeah, it was good stuff, man. Awesome. Well, you have a great Christmas and have a great night. You too, man. Merry Christmas. Talk to you later. Okay. Bye bye.
Well, he's awesome. I love chatting with my uh, friend Donovan here on the American Variety Networks and on Aquarium Talk, the podcast. All right, guys, so there you have it. The clownfish and the blue hippo tang are the kings of the aquarium hobby, and the saltwater is the king of the aquarium hobby. That's just my personal opinion. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we've reached the end of another Aquarium Talk, the podcast. This was a fun show. So before I end today's show, I have a couple of announcements that I would like to share. Now, first and foremost, next Tuesday, December 15th, 2015, is a show that I am extremely excited about, and I've been waiting a full month to do it. Next Tuesday, I'm going to do my very first Christmas giveaway, and I'm hoping to make it a yearly tradition. Now, I've got five presents that I'm going to be giving out this year, and that means five people will be getting a prize. I have a $10 gift card to Burger King, a $10 gift card to Walmart, two people will win some white chocolate Oreos, and for the lucky saltwater winner, they're going to get a KRMC Coral Up bottle. So five people can win an awesome prize. So all you got to do next Tuesday is simply call in to uh, my show and discuss your favorite kind of cookie and what prize you want to win. And I'll discuss all of that, what you need to do to win a prize, this Thursday on my talk show at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, but I'm really looking forward to my Christmas giveaway, and hopefully we'll have five winners. If this, is a, if this becomes a success this year, we'll do a Christmas giveaway every single year, which... I think it'll be a success. I don't see why not. I mean, um, if I'm giving out free stuff, people usually take free stuff. But anyways, a reminder, join me next Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, for my Christmas 2015 giveaway. I'll have Christmas music, and I'll chat Christmas stuff, and I'll be giving out stuff, so I can't wait for that. As for my live on-location broadcast for the Toys for Tots, I still don't have an answer on that. And right now, I'm still under the assumption that it's not going to happen this year. But hopefully, like I said, I'll have an answer for you guys on uh, Thursday. And uh, I don't know if we're going to have any more fish shows for 2015. Uh, I haven't looked in my schedule yet, but I do believe there's one more saltwater show. And I'll try to get some more freshwater shows in and a couple other saltwater species shows done as well. Uh, One last thing before I go. I'd like to plug a couple of uh, Facebook groups that are owned by my friend Donovan and myself. The first is for all my freshwater listeners. If you have a very beautiful freshwater aquarium and you'd like to show it off, please join the group Freshwater Fish Maniacs on Facebook. It's a very nice group. It's a very new group. It has a great ownership between Donovan uh, Romolius and myself. We do a great job running that group, and starting Friday, I'm going to post some uh, articles. I know I started uh, a long time ago, and I haven't had time to do any, but I'm going to start that up this Friday again. So uh, if you're a fish keeper, check out Freshwater Fish Maniacs on uh, Facebook. And for my saltwater listeners, I have my very own saltwater uh, Facebook group, 
called Saltwater Aquarium Freaks, all in capital letters. Go and, jo uh, go and join that and post your Saltwater Aquarium there. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us tonight here on Aquarium Talk the Podcast, live on American Variety Network. I'd like to thank you for listening to today's show. I really appreciate your listens. Now, like my fan page, Aquarium Talk the Podcast, for more news on the aquarium hobby and when I'll be doing aquarium-style shows again. And please check us out on Twitter, American Network One, and check us out on Tumblr, American Network. And follow our Facebook page, American Variety Network. Like I said on my YouTube channel, I have saltwater aquarium videos, and you can follow my next project, which is going to be the 120-gallon saltwater aquarium, by going to my YouTube channel, Alex's Adventures. All right, guys, I think I... Uh, should end the show now. I talked a lot tonight, but I had a blast. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate your listens. Merry Christmas, Fish Keepers, and have a great rest of your day and night. Aqua Alex and Aquarium Talker Podcast is now off the air. Ryan Serini, take over right now. Tag it.
off her lingerie. Bad man, I'm a bad man. Yeah. What you don't understand is, I'll break your heart. So don't let me in. Uh-huh. Said I'll break your heart. So don't let me in. Yeah, I'll break your heart. Blame my exes. I'm a bad man, I'm a bad man. Yeah. What you don't understand is, I'll break your heart. So don't let me in. Uh-huh. Said I'll break your heart. How would you like to win a $10 gift card to Burger King? How about a $10 gift card to Walmart? How would winning some delicious white chocolate covered Oreos sound? For all of the salt water reefers out there, would you like to win Caribsea's new product called Coral Up? Well, I got news for you. Live on Tuesday, December 15, 2015 at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, and 6 p.m. Pacific Alex Cardinale brings to you the very first annual Christmas 2015 giveaway. One lucky caller will win the $10 gift card to Burger King, one lucky caller will win a gift card to Walmart. Two lucky callers will win white chocolate covered Oreos, and one lucky salt water reefer will win Carib Sea Coral Up. Five prizes and the chance for five winners. How do you win a prize? Well, you have to call in live on the 2015 Christmas giveaway and discuss what prize you want and why and then state your favorite Christmas cookie. And bang, you will win your prize. First five callers win so don't delay. Tune in live right on Tuesday, December 15, 2015 at 9 p.m. Eastern at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash American Network. Merry Christmas and Alex Cardinali sponsors this message. He loves you, the listeners. That's all, folks.